Masks of Nyarlathotep, Keeper's Diary 2, England Chapter. Hello again. Uh, so this uh, Keeper's Diary will cover the uh, setting in London. Um, one of the first things that I decided, and actually this is also suggested in the Masks, uh, Masks Companion as well, is to decide whether or not you want to throw the red herring scenarios um, at the players. And I decided that I probably didn't want to do that. I wanted to keep them focused. Um, didn't really need the distraction, and quite honestly, both of them are uh, both of the red herring scenarios can be a little bit uh, on the killer side. So I cho chose not to do that. Uh, I kept the uh, the blue pyramid uh, sort of subplot. That's really not a red herring scenario, not like the other other two are. Um, it was kind of interesting the relationship with the police because in New York you're sort of presumed to be at least on a cordial basis with them. I mean, usually you'll be getting information out of Lieutenant Poole, and in my uh, campaign, this campaign, um, actually had them semi-working uh, for Lieutenant Poole, or at least, at least they sort of had the law on their side. Here, they started out kind of on the side of the law, <coughs> but as the um, sessions went on, uh, their relation with the police, or at least the you know the potential of what would happen, uh, got a little different, and I'll talk about that when we get to it. Um, so, uh, Mickey Mahoney in the scoop, uh, just another chance to have fun with some accents. And um, even though I'd used him before in Day of the Beast, even though he didn't appear there, uh, the players didn't seem to notice, or if they did, then they certainly didn't uh, you know wonder. Well, why is this guy showing up uh, multiple times? Um, the Penhu Foundation was a pretty interesting uh, little piece there. I got them to divulge their address, and I, I was gratified that Flash was nice and uh, paranoid about the whole thing because, uh, you know, he sort of – you figured the players should be a little bit careful about what they did. Um, I figured it was pretty obvious that they wouldn't get an appointment right away, so that was – the excuse I needed, uh, given that they're, you know, okay, where do I contact you? It's not like you can just give them your cell phone number. You have to, you know, they would have sent uh, a messenger uh, or a telegram to the player's hotel. So that was really good. Um, tried to get uh, one of the NPCs, um, Helen Colston, uh, involved. Got her in there, but I wasn't really able to um, really flesh out the character as well as I'd hoped, uh, getting some of the quirks that I perceived the character might have. Um, so that was kind of a, a shame, but I was able to uh, later bring in another one uh, a little more uh, effectively. And I thought it was great that they showed Gavigan everything. They, everything that they got from New York, they showed to him. And then later, when they went to Tufik, they also showed him everything as well. So I thought it was really great. Um, the companion, again, suggests that there is some latent conflict between Gavigan and Tufik, and because the players had shown both of them everything, uh, obviously at that point they were they were going to be followed uh, because they, you know, showed them all this cool mythos stuff. Um, if they, you know, had just been asking questions, well, maybe they wouldn't follow. But it's like, whoa, we're you know, you have all this stuff. We're definitely going to follow you and or have minions follow you to find out uh, where you are and whatnot. And the players didn't pick on pick up on that at all. So uh, I didn't give them any you know, real chance to, you know, they never said, well, I wonder if we're being tailed. And I was, I could have told them, well, you know, make a good spot hidden. Maybe you'll notice something. But they were completely uh, oblivious. And so I really didn't give them any uh, any chance to, to notice that. Although I did give a hint of it later. Uh, and they did get a little bit more paranoid after that. Um, 
having that conflict between Tufik and Gavigan, as the companion says, does leave open the possibility that um, prior to something big happening at Miser House, where they both are there, that if one group decided to do something, then I, I had the possibility of the other coming in at the last minute. Um, yeah, semi-deus ex machina, but also just, you know, logical or at least justifiable in, this, in, the, um, in the context of the larger story. Well, these two factions are fighting each other, um, or at least they're in conflict with each other. And so, uh, you know, it, it could be said that, well, whatever one is one side thinks, the other might try to do the same thing. And then you've got, um, you know, <laughs> hopefully not quite as, as bad as, the, uh, as Monty Python and uh, the life of Brian. But, you know, could be. You know, it, can, it can happen. Um, the break-in was in outside, speaking sort of outside the campaign and is in, the, in the player's role. Uh, scheduling that was a nightmare. Um, they broke into a group of three and three, which was exactly the worst thing they could have done. If it had been one person sneaking in, I could have easily worked around the schedule and just sat down with that person and did the whole thing. If it was two, two is okay. Um, but my policy on, the, on splitting them up is I really didn't want to have only two out of the three there. I thought that given what I planned for the break-in and what I planned for the people staying behind, it, you know, it, it would have been less satisfying if only two out of the three were there. So trying to schedule the three was just ridiculous. I mean, in, game, in uh, real time, it took over a month before I could schedule that session. And partly that was me. I was away on for one week on vacation. But then we had three weeks solid where I could not, we could, just couldn't get the right time. Um, you know, and even though this is in our, we, we play in our workplace, it was just, you know, people were out, people were sick, um, you know, it just, it just didn't work. Um, but I thought that was, that was a lot of fun. I, I enjoyed that, and they were, you know, the, the breaking and entering group did kind of, I was wondering what they were going to do with the security guard and whether they were going to wear masks and, uh, or disguises. And so that was, uh, that was pretty fun to, uh, to see what they were doing there. Uh, I completely blew it on the statue of the bloated woman. Um, the, I, my only defense is that the book says small statue, and then later it says size 20, which is kind of a bit of, I suppose, small statue compared to just like Michelangelo's David. Um, I interpreted it to mean kind of more like, um, you know, Russian doll size, you know, something something that you could actually like a, maybe a pumpkin, but size 20, obviously, that's going to be much larger. And, um, well, if it becomes a problem, um, then I can always steal it away from them. But so far, they're really only threatening to use it to um, scare away um, hotel cleaning staff. They actually haven't thought of an offensive use, a truly offensive use for it. So uh, I'll just play along with that uh, for the moment. Um, the group that did stay behind uh, when Yulaisha came and told, them, told her her story of her boyfriend and the meetings, um, that, again, they, you know, they asked, well, how'd you know where we were? Well, you're easy to follow. And again, they really didn't pick up too much, I think, on the fact that, gee, you know, we're a bunch of ugly Americans asking, you know, walking around, asking questions. Maybe people were following us, and they still didn't pick up on that, which uh, was okay, um, because by that point, they were already being followed, and I figured, yes, uh, you know, now they were going to um, uh, have all their stuff stolen from them. I was a little surprised that they didn't do a great deal of background research. Um, it took them uh, on uh, Gavigan. It took them a while before they started um, checking in the background of the Carlisle expedition, and I kind of hoped that they'd learn from that, but obviously they didn't. It took them a while. 
that did give me the opportunity to use one of the scenarios that is in the Masks Companion. But because of the timing that I perhaps inadvertently put in there, I, I, I said, Yalesha told them that it, was be, it would be in like two days to the new moon. And I didn't want to make it like the next night because that seems a little bit too coincidental. But at the same time, I didn't want to make it a week away because they were already kind of, you know, well, what are we going to do now? They were already kind of getting a little bit to the end of the investigation. And um, so I said, okay, well, you know, it's only two days away. And so that meant the timing of um, this background, this sort of side scenario of Gavigan's background um, didn't get as much time um, as I wanted. I, they were saying, well, we'll, after we deal, after we go see this um, uh, ceremony, um, then we'll come back and deal with the obelisk. And of course, you know, once they, once you disrupt the ceremony, you pretty much have to um, uh, leave the country after that point. Um, so I, I kind of knew that wasn't going to happen. And uh, oh well, it would have been interesting if they had actually managed to topple the statue. Uh, and I must say, obelisk coming in as obelisk repair people would have been quite uh, quite amusing. I'm kind of I'm kind of sad they didn't get a chance to do that. But oh well, maybe uh, maybe the next group. Um, the I thought it was really funny that none of them had drive skill. Uh, now, maybe that was my fault for the way I did the character creation um, by just giving them skills straight out rather than letting them spend points. Um, perhaps if I had let them do the regular uh, regular character skills, a uh, character creation process, they might have picked them up. But oh well. Um, still, it was very, very funny because it, uh, they, you know, then that, now they have to figure out, well, how are we going to follow them? and bringing in these two more NPCs, these taxi drivers, and having to deal with the taxi drivers and getting them involved, that came in wonderfully at the end of the, uh, the Mr. House uh, uh, ceremony, which I did use uh, in a newspaper piece, which you'll be able to hear about in the Cairo section. Um, the separate session where, where with Paul, where he... Um, uh, sorry, with Flash, where he met Paul McLean was a lot of fun. I, I think, I hope I, uh, I hope I got some of Paul's mannerisms down. And uh, I did ask Paul uh, ahead of time if he wanted to uh, listen to the scenario or listen to the session before I released it, in case he um, uh, felt offended. And you know, where I could have, might have, you know, I would have cut out anything that was particularly, uh, if he'd found it particularly offensive. But um, he never replied. So uh, sorry about that. Still, that was a lot of fun uh, to bring him in. And I wanted to kind of – the reason I deliberately had Gavigan tell, Yale, uh, tell Flash that Yalesha was a setup uh, because I wanted that little bit, of con a little bit of conflict in the party there because I know that he's, the, his character is very, very suspicious. So uh, I thought that was – I wanted to do that. And then also for the outside characters, I wanted them – to have to sort of choose or at least feel like there was a choice between we save Yalesha or we save Flash. And um, I actually, you know, I guess, it's, I guess I can spill a secret. It's the Keeper's Diary. I was, you know, if they'd gone in there and started looking around, I wasn't going to spring it on them right away that, oh, my God, you, you know, we're in the house and Yalesha is killed. That's, I don't think that's very fair and it's not very enjoyable. Um, so if that had, you know, if they had spent too long a time in the house, then I probably would have had. Well, it sounds like it's getting a lot louder. Maybe the climax of the ceremony is approaching, and that would have given them the chance to get out in time and um, probably not plan quite so much uh, for what to do. 
Um, but they didn't actually investigate the house, which is great because it meant that all the stuff that um, Flash saw uh, in the workroom uh, never got investigated, and all their stuff, all, all the stuff from New York would have been there because it was Gavigan uh, who, um, who uh, stole all their things. Um, I liked also that I was able to use a drain. That was a drain life spell um, that uh, I had Gavigan cast on Flash. And uh, I think it's I think the idea of, you know, there, there's a notion of, well, what really gets your player scared? Your character could be scared for whatever reason. You can say, this, oh, my character is scared of this and that and the other. How do you actually get the player to be a little bit nervous? And I think that, you know, sanity, well, you know, you, you kind of, it's called Cthulhu. You kind of expect your sanity to go down. You, you know, you kind of want it to go down in a way because it's kind of fun playing a character a little on the edge. But um, lowering their statistics, I think, is a very, very unsettling experience for players. Uh, because for the most part, it's their uh, it's their stats that make up you know that kind of define the character. Especially if you you go the route where I'll, I'll roll my stats and then I'll see well what what occupations do I you know uh, uh, fit that fit those characteristics. So um, I think that was pretty effective, and the, uh, you know I, I think uh, KJ was not very happy that his stats went down, uh, and, and as you can hear. Um, this is where the police comes back in again, because now that they rele that they left Paul, now they have to decide: Are they going after the Are they going to wait for the police to come back and be on the side of the law, or are they going to try and do something about it themselves? And by sending at, for the police, sending Paul McLean for the police meant pretty much um, that uh, they had to deal with the uh, deal with. Um, if, if they handle it themselves, the police are going to come. So in a way, setting them up for that massacre was, you know, made it, it made it very, very bad in the aftermath because they had to, uh, they should have known that, well, if we interrupt the, scenario, interrupt the ceremony uh, and kill everybody, well, we just sent for the police. And so they're going to come, and now they can't really stay there because there's no proof. All, you know. Yes, they were going to sacrifice these people. Well, yeah, you got four people who can say yes, the four that are there, and the player characters, of course, can say yes. We were interrupting this um, ceremony, but all the servants are going to say, and you know, they're going to anyone who's left is going to say, no, 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 that was just, you know, they were, you know, it was just, it was nothing. Um, so I think that was a little bit of poor planning on their part, and and I think it's an interesting area where in New York the police are kind of on their side. In England, a little less so, and of course now that they're in Cairo, the you know now they have a nice thorough distrust of getting the police involved, which I think is appropriate given you know where they are, Cairo, and where they plan to go in the future, the other uh, parts of the other uh, locations. Uh, I thought the assault was pretty inventive. I was a little bit worried that they might be just stupid, and and I'd have to figure out some way to avoid the total party kill. If that had been necessary, I would have um, probably brought the police in, uh, having them, you know, kind of do the uh, assault from the sea. Um, it would have, that probably w might have stretched credibility a little bit in terms of lead time uh, set up, but I think I could have pulled that off uh, if I needed to. And then the uh, discussion the, of, uh, you know, what to do with Gavigan and, uh, and Tufik as far as, you know, torturing versus murdering and, and whatnot. And I was amazed that it took a whole session to figure out for them to decide what to do, and actually a little bit more of the of um, session 24 as well. But they finally did kind of what they really 
had no choice but to do, especially, you know, and, and then having called the police in. Of course, they were going to figure out, you know, they were going to find out what happened. Um, so uh, the England session is over. The characters are in Cairo now. And um, so um, I'll be recording another diary uh, when that chapter finishes. So until then, see you.